Boss Lady. What's up, guys? You guys are on another episode of the Entrepreneur Enthusiast. We're at 64 and Hope with the owner, Asia. Did you hey, ever y'all. think you was going to own a dispensary? Ever in life? No. What did you want to be? I wanted to be a doctor. Okay, what kind of doctor? I, I wanted to be a surgeon. My grandfather was um, in brain surgery. Yeah. All his career and his time on earth, so... He practiced all over the world too So I wanted to travel And practice medicine Nice So did you ever Dab in it a little bit Or did you Yeah Yeah So um, before I became A dispensary owner I um, I am a certified Phlebotomist Yeah I'm a certified CNA I went to school For To be a licensed Vocational nurse Yeah um, Some crazy stuff happened So I had to move away Kind of quick Three months before I was for graduation Yeah And You know Just is what it is But I definitely have that Like nurturing Sort of spirit So it's just It's just always been in me That makes sense So even with that That's a lot of school Oh yeah A lot of certifications You did that It's interesting Because every time we talk Talk on this show Entrepreneurs School's like the basis Like I have my degrees I'm not a big advocate Of like School as like It's general self But more so The relationships And what it brings To it What did you learn From that time That you were able to Bring to just your life Because that's a a real big thing to be able to knock out all those things at school. School's frustrating. Honestly, it taught me discipline. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Like, cause straight out of high school, I didn't want to go to college. Like, yeah. I wanted to take a break. So I went and worked at Fridays for a while and was like, that was my hustle. Like, that's yeah. how I learned my hustle. I braided hair in high school, so that was my hustle to get money in high school. But once I got out, I was like, okay, boom. I need to be able to find a place where I can get paid paychecks and also make tips. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So that was kind of my little way to move about you know my life and still have my little extra change so it was that and then i started exotic dancing got it hustle just was like crazy yeah so i I started dancing and i danced for like five maybe out here in la out here in la but i i was i danced for the gay clubs for the lgbtq community so it's a little different than dancing for guys because they actually want shows women are more meticulous and more Mm. critical and they don't want to just see you know the yeah. regular stuff that strippers kind of get yeah especially back then so i would have to come out in costume do milk honey oh, shows wow. water shows like a know, real show a real show yeah you know and i didn't necessarily have to really even take off anything at that yeah. point because it's like okay you know she came to do her thing. A real show right so not too intense like in bangkok no Yeah no, I, I I went to uh, <laughs> I went to Bangkok And I was walking down And I was like You know let me go in this space And then I'm in I'm in the room They bringing me drinks And they asked me what I want They As they sit me down They gave me everything I need Next thing you know I saw things I've never wanted to see again Like things I want to erase Out my eyes Yeah And then they overcharged me I was like I didn't even ask For none of this stuff Like this is all I got You know And then shout out to Yelp Because I was like I'm going to give y'all A bad Yelp review If y'all Pressure me on this But like Nah Like the the, the art of the show So that I know it's not extreme As that No It wasn't hardcore To extreme It was It was nice And and tasty Full, yeah, like know. burlesque. Exactly. Yeah, I've been to a burlesque show. Even burlesque. Um, nice. With with some hip hop culture, you know what I'm saying? Twist to it. Cause M- my first introduction to exotic dancing because I went to undergrad in Houston. Okay. So it was just like, Strip blam, place. like. <laughs> 
in my face like oh okay this is like how you wanna it go is eat, they got strippers there yeah <laughs> like this is how it is and i was like is it always supposed to be like this and then i ended up coming back to la thinking i was gonna get the same experience oh, i was like no. oh no this ain't the same the houston atlanta like their culture is different when it comes to partying if you mm-hmm. ask me strip clubs food it's just different la is just different it's different it's so different. you so you was you was getting the money so i was getting the money you know doing my hustle thing and then finally i was just like you know what like i'm kind of tired of this and then that's when um i went to school yeah i had a situation where you know me and my ex we was both you know getting our money and yeah. long story short somebody kidnapped her in front of our house robbed not robbed us tried to rob us and then kidnapped her shot her in the face left oh my dead. so People knew where we lived, was trying to take what we had, so we had to hurry up and get on. Man. That's basically what envy. happened. So, envy, jealousy, you know, all this and that. And you learn from your mistakes. Yeah, You kind of got to move throughout the world in a way where people don't become envious and jealousy. Exactly. You, you got to be humble. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And all that popping in and acting like you got it is not it. Y'all be hating on my dad's shoes, but there's a reason why I'm wearing them. Because <laughs> no, I'm not trying to I'm be out mad, here, like, <laughs> like, with it. Because, you know, especially... Growing up in a city like L.A. And, um, you know, shout out to Palisades High School. I know you went to Palisades Pally, High School. Pally Dolphins. Um, Palisades Dolphins. Growing up in L.A., you constantly had to keep your head on a swivel because you never know who was out to get you yeah. or what was going on. So even what's going on in L.A. now is not uncommon to me because it's, yeah. it's just more social media to it. But this has exactly. always been L.A. Exactly. Keep your head on a swivel because you can get caught up at any time. Mm-hmm. And people are always watching you. And so... You know, you going through that, I'm sure that was a traumatic experience. Um, What did you think was next? So, yeah, that affected me in a way where I just had to, like, really take a step back. Reevaluate the way I was moving throughout the world, the people that I was associating myself with. And I moved uh, to the IE. Mm -hmm. We bought a house in San Jacinto and, you know, just was living out there kind of peaceful. I had to nurse her back to health. You know, it took her two years. She had to get the eye removed. It was a whole situation. Good thing Um, you went into that whole nursing and learning. Exactly. And God make no mistakes. You know, so it just just all kind of fell into place. So while I was out there in the IE, you know... um, the Cabazon Outlets is out that way. Yeah. So one day I was just like, let me get up and go try to find me a job. Mm-hmm. And found me a job at uh, Michael Kors, actually. I started off as a sales associate there. Okay. And I just worked my way up yeah. the, the ladder and ended up being a general manager, not for Michael Kors. I kind of moved around that mall. Like, mall. you know how malls are? They kind of yeah. come and recruit and, and, and um, recognize yeah. talent. You were and putting in the work. Working. I was putting in that Nobody want to do that now. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's they don't. crazy. Nobody it's crazy. Do that now. Ever since the pandemic, everybody's just like, "Yeah, I just expect it, or you owe it." And it's like, "Nah, nah. we put in that work. Put in work. Yeah, it took me seven years yeah. to, to really, really put it in. So um, I worked my way up to general manager, and then um, I was introduced to a social to the social equity program yep. by Fourth Movement, and that yep. was something I've been super passionate about cannabis since I was a teenager. Yeah, all throughout my adulthood, it's been something that helped me cope through because I was raised in the jungles. Of whole lot of stuff Mm -hmm. goes on over there and um just what happened with with, with the whole kidnapping it was just a lot yeah cannabis has just always been my go-to to to decompress yeah so um when opportunity arose i was like i could do this i could run a store yep i know weed yep and i love my people so let's do this yep and here i am you know when i got i got introduced to the social equity program one of my ogs uh kareem webb put me on a kind of a contract to help uh market it and i didn't know i was like this ain't real 
Me too. <laughs> <laughs> I swear, me too. I was like, but if it is, yeah, I'm. A, I'm a, I was I'm like, a so, so for those that don't understand equity program, like what what is what is that? Social equity is basically the way to give us reparations us being the people who suffer from the war on drugs the people mm -hmm. who were over policed the people who went to jail for cannabis related offenses and it's now legal um you got to give us something back yeah you know you can't take away time in our lives and then turn around and make something legal and not expect to you know yeah and then they don't let us in and then they don't let us in because yeah. i mean it's what not even 10 percent of the licenses was were given out to people you know black people brown yeah. people I mean, yeah. just it, it that's, is. That's an it interesting is. dynamic, and then no one seems to care because no one's really regulating. But you know, for me, I, so I, I started uh, smoking at. I started using cannabis at sixteen, seventeen years old. Mm -hmm. I was in uh, high schools playing football. Uh, I was sore all the time, and I had high anxiety all the time. Same, and that wasn't why I started smoking. I mean, it's funny. My wife actually at the time she going mad. I said this, but she got her and my best friend were like, "Let's just do this." So I did Wait, it. So you've been on your wife since high school. I've known my wife since high school. Oh, I yeah, love it. She was my high school sweetheart. Shout out to wifey. Shout out to wifey. We dated in high school, then we split up when we went to college. Mm. And then we got back together, but uh, we kind of always kept in touch. Like you I know, you. I feel like you meet your 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 first love at a young age. You do, and you gotta just. We don't have the skills to maintain that, mm -hmm. and so so during that time, I, I, I ended up smoking, and then um, I used to get weed from various of dealers around um, the area. Uh, I used to go to this guy's house to get it, and it really helped. Me then deal with the pain I was dealing with, the anxiety because I was physical the man. Pain. Yeah, physical pain. Mm. Well, physical pain too because I would come home sore after games and just want to relax. And mm. because I, I got ADHD, I'm all over the place. I, I wasn't sitting down like I was that kid that was active. So Friday night I was playing games. Then Saturday um, at a college program. Saturday night I'm in like a, a Jack and Jill program. Sunday I'm at church, you know, singing in the choir. You know, Sunday night I'm no probably chill. hitting, hitting. So I have no chill. And then I, I work. I, don't, I just honestly don't know how I did it because I worked full time. I was a general manager at Jamba Juice and um, Ladera. I was really? at I was at um hmm. so I was at uh I was at the the bridge first in high okay. school and I was at that store through high school and we used to get it <laughs> in at the bridge and then I helped open the Ladera store, the Marina store, and the Redondo Beach store. Okay. And like I was on track to just be a, a GM and it's really I was the man of my house. Mm -hmm. So I was just dealing with a lot without really knowing. Right. And I think for me, cannabis helped me come down to sit, sit down and put myself in a relaxed state and this yeah. was before I even knew anything about the that different strains it, you know. or I needed it <laughs> or anything but I was in that relaxed state and um, the one year I didn't smoke um, was my freshman year of college and I was just all over the place like and so I kind of reverted back to it because then I understood what it did for me you know so what what has it done for you and like how when did you start you know using cannabis yeah. uh i started smoking at 12 okay i'm not gonna lie i had i was my mom you know she didn't she doesn't didn't smoke weed yeah but she was um addicted to drugs yeah so i was exposed to drugs at a really early age to where i thought it was okay 
yeah. cigarettes. You know, my mom, she got cigarette butts in the ashtray. We want to be adults. We picking them up. We, yeah. You know, we ain't got no business. Stuff we not supposed to be doing. But we was exposed to it, and it was right there at our fingertips. Mm -hmm. So it was like, it wasn't hard for me to get my hands on weed or cigarettes or, or anything. it was just there. Man, it was just there. My brother was a grower. Okay. He had, he had grow houses at my pop's yeah. house. So, you know, at any given time, I could open the freezer and grab a handful. Grab it. You feel me? Like, yeah. so it was, it was always accessible for me. So that's why at a young age, I actually tried it. And it wasn't here in LA. It wasn't until I went, because my, my pops, they live in the Bay Area. So okay. I always spent my summers in the Bay. Yada da mean. Yada <laughs> And um, so my brother, my younger brother, not the one that grows, um, we are, we are, he's actually older than me, but he's almost the youngest, like the second youngest. My dad yeah. got a gang of kids. Anyway, we are about a year apart, so we the closest. First time smoking was with him, and um, I didn't know that, you know, what to expect. I laughed my head off and yeah. ate, went to sleep. Went to sleep. But it was cool, though. Yeah. You know, and it was something that I enjoyed. Mm -hmm. Because, like I said, back home, I grew up in a whole different environment. Because my dad, he worked. Yeah. You know, he... He had money. He had houses. Yeah. He had plenty of kids. So it was different to go see pops in the big house and then come home to mom's in the little apartment. Mm -hmm. And like, you know what I'm saying? So it was just different. But we found women decapitated behind my house. Like, wow. So I was traumatized from a really, really from young that, age. Yeah. I had no idea. No idea. I had no yeah. idea. But I knew that I was always anxious. Yeah. I knew that I was always anxious. I always felt like something was going to happen at some, and I just needed to be ready. Uh, yeah. I yeah. just needed to be ready. Like, whatever's <laughs> going to happen, like, you just need to yeah. be ready. And um, we kind of relaxed me from yeah. that. It gave me a, a minute to be like, all right, just chill. Just chill. So that's what I was kind of in search for. So that's why I smoke so often. And yeah. still, I smoke very often because I need that, I need a moment to. to Are you like uh, every hour? Well, I can't be because I'm here at work and I don't, okay. I can't be high at work because I have too many things to do yeah. and focus on and I don't want to be too relaxed here at work because then it's like I ain't going to get nothing done. Got it, got now, it. if I'm on my Mondays, admin days where I'm doing my schedule, I can, I can smoke get, all day. Get your day. joint. I know. Yeah. 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 Because yeah. I don't got to be in people's face. I really don't like to be like bothered. Yeah. No, that's, that's <laughs> how I am at the desk. I have my sativa and I just go. That's why I'm every hour, you know, gets, gets a joint going. Um, right. And when I, especially when I'm alone, um, and I'm still in a transition of, I was just asking our, my producer over here how many cannabis episodes we've done, which is two, because I'm still in a transition of my other life knowing I even use cannabis, like really? just society in general. Oh, I got you. You know, I haven't been as open because, you know, I've, I've gone to jail for, for cannabis in Houston, and okay. there's things that happen to me, but... I have been in this lane where I would say it's not a shame, but more so I want to enjoy this for me. I want right. to be able to enjoy, enjoy this for me. And so seeing the transitions of these stores, a friend of mine uh, had a store, Green Group, and seeing LA grow from having a buzzer door and like mm -hmm. go to the back and the guy Next check room. you Next yeah room. a few rooms Dark. and all that the window yeah like feel like we doing something <laughs> feel wrong like doing something to like <laughs> the store is genuinely looking like the apple store and i would go back and tell people that like no nah, it's apple just go in the store yeah. and, and and literally in times of in, in, in the South where I'm in places where it's this thing is completely illegal. Right. But I can walk in here with valid ID 
and this is before you can use any driver's license. Now you can use anyone, but you can go right. get a California driver's ID, and you you good. You can just purchase anything off the rack, anything off the shelf. Yeah. How is that blowing your mind in that position of you waking up and you sell weed legally? Yeah. I mean, to your point, it's, it's crazy because I, f I feel like for me, the most important dynamic to all of this is restoring the hope mm -hmm. of the people that are still in jail. Yep. We still fighting for you, bro. Yep. Sis, we still fighting. Like, I'm the prime example of what can happen with hard work. And I'm here to advocate for those yep. who can't advocate for themselves right now. Because there's still people in jail right now. Absolutely. For I Graham. Get, I, get absolute, I get mail here from people in jail. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. Like, that's the part of, of this business that people don't know. Mm -hmm. The mail that I get here. Because I would never share that. That's personal. Yeah. But I get mail here from people in prison that are like, sis, you doing it. Like, yeah. when I get out, can you, just, can you just be an ear? And I'm just yeah. like, I got you. You know, yeah. that's why I'm here to help, you know, as much as I can. Don't get me wrong. I don't got all the answers. I'm still learning. I've been in. I'm, my foot is a year in, but I get it out the mud. Like, yeah. I don't, my hustle is is undeniable. And when when it comes to my people and, and, me, and me making sure that what I say I'm going to do mm -hmm. and I do it, that's that's all I got is my word. Yeah. Literally yeah. on this earth, that's all I got is my word. My body gonna lead this earth, my word is still gonna be here. Yeah. And no, that's absolutely. all I Absolutely. And 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 that's that's the legacy that you're leaving here. And I don't have kids. Yeah. You plan I, on having any? I probably not. Okay. Well yeah, well your legacy's still gonna <laughs> be you. You don't have to have kids have a legacy, it's gonna be you and it's a powerful thing, you're a black woman, you know, being in in and you had all these skill set, you've had the general manager experience. Um, you've dealt with employees. You've dealt with that. Um, speak to that. Speak to putting that hat on and managing a team. Managing my team is probably my favorite thing because yeah. growing and developing people and getting them ready for the next level has always been my skill set and my yeah. strong suit. Like I can train somebody from the ground up and get them ready because that's always the goal for me is the yeah. next level. So when I move up and on, then you need to be ready to fill my shoes. <laughs> what do you say to people that... And not to cut you off, but what do you say to people that that are like, I have to do this job because nobody else could do it for me? Because you just had a whole delegation masterclass just now Sir, of training someone up. Listen, that was that was my problem at first. Yeah. But you have to learn you cannot do everything, and it, yeah. it 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 speaks volumes to you that you're able to train somebody to do exactly what you can do. Yeah, you know what I mean. It just speaks volumes to who you are as a as a as a trainer and a communicator. Yeah. You have to be able to delegate things as a leader or Let you're not going to make it. Yeah. You're not going to make it. Yeah. And people are not going to trust you. No. If you don't because it, it, it ultimately means you don't trust them. Yeah. If you won't let if you won't set them free, we're adults here. Yeah. I can see if we was working with kids. Yeah, well, we all grown. <laughs> we all grown and we all possess different skill sets, but mm -hmm. it's all about recognizing the talent in your people and putting them in a place where they're going to grow. Yeah. You have to take time with people and recognize like listen, Social skills like Courtney, she's great at what she does. She's got a beautiful face. She she's already expressed to me. Yeah. Listen, I want to be able to create content. I want to be you know the face of sixty four and hope if that's a thing. Like this yeah. was from the gate. So identifying her talents and I'm saying like this is what you want to do. Mm -hmm. So show me. Yeah. And she's done that. Yeah, that's that's I think because she comes from the old school too. Definitely. Uh, a lot of people new generation. Are, uh, new gen they're different. not trying to. I don't know what it is. They're not trying to work. Um, to go back to the some the the the, the people mailing you from jail. Right. We just had a situation with um, Brittany Griner, 
Um, and without criminating myself, I mean, those pins are, are you know, well, I, she kind of, it kind of blew up now. Now it's not discreet no more. Like Listen. now people know about it. Like, but, but with that, um, how did that situation impact you? Yeah, because not to incriminate myself, I would like to travel with yeah. my stuff. Yeah, you know, I that's probably the only thing that I do outside of work is travel. I don't, yeah. I don't really do nothing in LA. Yeah, I just don't. I go home and I might go eat, but I don't party. I don't hang out. I don't do nothing yeah. in LA. So traveling is my is what I do, and I gotta have my tree. You gotta have a tree. So for me, it's like. It sucks. Yeah. It sucks. It's it's horrible. First of all, for for her to be put in jail for so long just for one pen. Yeah. Just it just blew me. And then just like looking back at, back at all the different cases where this has happened in Russia. Yeah. Is even more sad, you know, because there's still people in there. There's still people in there. There's still people in there. That's what they don't talk about. There's That's people that are still about. in there, and they're gonna be in there. And it's happening all over the world. You know, yeah. Brittany Griner got exposure because she's a. A celeb, I mean, you know, a, a athlete. Yeah. But at the end of the day, like, and I'm not trying to take nothing from Britney, from anybody else. We got people in America. We also still need to work about, baby. in there. Yeah, people that we know that are still in there. You know, it's interesting. Um, I used to be risk, risk versus reward, and you know, I've been places, driven places, travel places. I'm like, you know. If I get caught, what happens? But now that kind of made it like, nah, Listen, let me. I'm going to live, bro. I'm going to live. I own a dispensary. I didn't know that was in there. I didn't know that was in there. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. I'm just kidding. Or, or even knowing what country you're going to. Um, yeah, but you also got to just pick your battles, too. Like, yeah. I don't want to go to Russia. Don't want to go to Russia <laughs> But she was making Like a million dollars Like she was making A lot of money it. I mean I, Listen I get it yeah. but, uh, Listen I'm not going to Russia I, I went to Dubai and, and, and honestly I didn't take no I, Nothing with me out there yeah. I was scared And I took a s Six day trip Seven days almost And for me It honestly It was a It was more of a A trip where it was I was so clear minded yeah. I was able to Recognize So much mm -hmm. Instead of just being You know what I mean You know how you kind of Inebriated and you yeah. high And you just kind of like Going with the flow of things Like I was I was able to Taste the food a little bit more yeah. You know what I mean Because I wasn't just You know I was Dubai We, we talked about was, was that French Montana's uh, A&R That got That got caught in Dubai See, yeah, I didn't take yeah, nothing with me. Yeah. I didn't take nothing but with how, me. How was Dubai? It was a cultural trip. Yeah. I really got to embrace their culture. Yeah. And see, like, you know, the difference between men and women and how we're treated and the food and the, the, the wealth that they hold mm -hmm. and the respect that they have for one another. Mm -hmm. And some of the things that I saw was just, like, cursing. Yeah. Like, they're able to articulate without cursing. As in yeah. America, we have to substitute words for curse cursing. words because we can't seem to articulate how we feel. You know what I mean? Yeah. And for me, like, I actually brought that home with me. I'm like, I need to learn how to articulate my feelings without always cursing. Cursing. You know what I mean? Like, because it ain't always about that. Yeah. And, and, the, and the minute sometimes you you say something, it kind of turns somebody off. Yep. You know what I mean? And, and it's, it's not received in a way where it should have been because yep. of the way it was delivered. Yep. Yeah, I, I noticed that too. And 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 it's, and it's not just about like like you can go to jail for cursing out there. Yeah. And it's not the police; it's the civilians. Yeah. They don't want you cursing around their kids and like you know they bringing up 
children and they yeah. don't want you cursing and they don't want them to be exposed to all this poison that's in America. One one, I one thing I learned in, in, in traveling is and I, I consider myself a patriot. I love my country. I love America. And and I've been a lot of places where we're 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 received as black Americans mm-hmm. and, and are not received as black Americans and I've learned that we are lacking a lot in the social side of things um, in the IQ side of things and the tolerance of people um, the care the respect of people uh, our homeless yeah we, we don't have that like everyone is competing to just have more things to say I have more things than you for other places they're they're not looking at that if you were if you weren't in LA I'm pretty sure you'd be in another country yeah. Which one would that be? Jamaica. Okay. Why Jamaica? That's my second home. Okay. I yeah. try to visit Jamaica at least twice a year if I can. It just recenters me. The yeah. water is very. Um, it gives it. It recharges me. Yeah. Something about their water. It recharges me. Um, I like to go and smoke. They outdoor, you yeah. know, because it's still fire, even though it's grown outdoors. But it's from the soil. It's good water. You know, it's good water. Like you know, they care about the plants. They not, yeah. you know, it's just different. It's the food. It's the mm-hmm. people. It's the respect. It's the love. It's not no worries. I just Jamaica would definitely be somewhere that I would just go and and be off the grid. It, so is that how you balance your work life? Is work hard and travel hard? Absolutely. I don't party hard anymore. Yeah. Work hard. Travel, travel hard. hard, relax hard. Yeah, no, that that's that's what but you have to do. So I'm I'm a water girl. Like yeah. I don't want to go to nowhere cold. Any nine times out of ten, if I go somewhere, it's gonna be somewhere with some heat, and mm-hmm. some water. No, no, I, I get that. Some hot springs. I spent yeah. some time in um in the in the desert, and um I just had my 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 weed with me, and I was drinking a lot of water, mm-hmm. and they, their water's so good out there in the <laughs> desert. I don't you, like anybody in in uh. Like Joshua Tree, that area, that water is so good. I don't know what it is. That just natural I spring try water. The water. Yeah, the water's I real good. Drinking bottled water. Yeah, I, I stopped drinking bottled water. Huh. I went on a whole trip and um, went to the mineral. It was a mineral hot spring, so they mm-hmm. we had mineral water around. And I came back and I just got super bougie on my water. I don't drink any water out of a plastic bottle. <laughs> I don't drink any water. I've never it out of? glass bottle only. Like Voss. Nah, not even Voss, because I drink uh, Mountain Valley Spring Water or Panini Water. Oh, yeah, like Perrier's? Perrier is, they have a glass bottle, but that's sparkling water. Oh, you don't but, like sparkling water? No, no. Perrier they, doesn't do a, a spring water? So a spring, there's spring water, and then there's mineral water. Ah. So spring water is just the water you get out the bottles. That just comes from the spring right. anywhere. The mineral water comes from certain areas where the rocks comes from. They comes from under the ground. The rock, you like the spring or mineral? I like mineral water. Mineral water. It, 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 it makes, it's changed my body. I, I drink a, a glass a day because it's changed my body. It's changed everything. I don't drink anything out of a plastic bottle, Fiji, Smart Water, any of those. those are, they're, they're, they're cool, but they're in the plastic bottle and like, my team knows they're like you got you got bougie with your water all of a sudden, <laughs> but it just started. My thing is like because I don't drink anything else but water. Like I'll drink alcohol straight or water. So if I'm gonna put something in my body, I'm gonna put so the you best. Don't drink no juice, no soda. I don't. I don't drink well, juice. Well, not soda. I don't want to say soda because that is bad. You don't I'll, drink no juice. I'll, if I do drink juice, it's fresh squeezed orange juice. Fresh squeezed. Yeah, I drink fresh squeezed juice, and that that changed a lot with my wife. She introduced that lifestyle to me a lot, yeah. and so my palate changed. But if I'm drinking a juice, it's fresh squeezed. Nothing that's past 
pasteurized past or like has sugar in it, anything that's natural. I got you. Um, it's made me feel better in a lot. I, I'm not as sluggish as really? as I've, I've been, so it's it's definitely helped me on my path of like wellness and just mm-hmm. taking care of my body. Like, try that. Yeah, get some. I'm so on the run all the time. Like I do lot drink coffee all day. Like <laughs> yeah, I'm a coffee drinker. I, okay, I would coffee. say I'm a coffee, but coffee's water. Coffee is water. Coffee's water. Drip drip. With, with a natural little drip. So yeah, I, I am I am on that. Um, but it definitely helps, you know, in bringing it with the mixing it with the, the how much I, I do smoke on a on a daily basis to keep yeah. me going. Like and um, then and, and to go back to the the store, um, and, and what you got going on here. You guys have merch. There's other branches of sixty four and hope, I yes. know. Yes, um, we have one here, two thousand South La Cienega, and then we have our Melrose location owned by Robin McSweeney. Shout out and to Robin. Shout out to Robin, my silly cell gang. Um, she's at 6803 Melrose. Got it. And then it's, those are only two? Yes, we only have two. We were originally going to have 21 stores that were going to be 64 and Hope. Uh, Franchises. Franchise, like a franchise model. Yeah. That is no longer a thing. Um, me and Robin are now on our own. We started with Fourth Movement. Yeah. Um, as our parent company, our investment company, they pretty much got you know, got you going. Got me going. Shout out to them. Shout out to Fourth Movement. Queen Mary right here. You know our girl, Tiana. That's my babe. I love her. We don't even have any of her enchanted right now, but still. She, um, I love her edibles. These are one of the ones that I love to highlight. So these are all the, all the different edibles? Yeah. So we got Queen Mary, the heavy hitters for the heavy hitters. Yeah. Because a lot of people are looking for sleep gummies these days. Like, That's I don't know, there's just a lot going on in the world, you know, and people are just having a tough time sleeping that's what it is yeah people are telling old people to take the sweet the sleep gummies yeah like like millennials are telling their parents um they, they started with the cbd gummies right now they're in the cameras gummies they're not gonna get the flower but they get on the gummies. but they'll get on the and that's what i'm starting to see too a lot of like the older people they come in i just need to sleep just need to sleep yeah i started doing like when you had the chocolates over there i started uh dipping the chocolate in my coffee Mmm. Mm. That. That's nice. That's the peppermint cat cat the the, the kiva. Yeah, we had the peppermint kivas. Which ones you got? I have churro and s'mores. So yeah. That'll taste good too. Put those in um your coffee. Just yeah. One or two sticks. Mm-hmm. That's gonna be some good coffee. What's your max or edible max? I'm a super consumer. There's no max. Say, <laughs> give me a hundred grams. Yeah, I'm, honestly, <laughs> I'm one of those consumers where I'll just be like, oh snap, I took too much. I did that the other, the other day. Because <laughs> I had um, the oil that you drop with the droplets. Yeah. And I put too much on Thanksgiving. I'm like, uh. What? I was out. It's the hot sauce. Oh, yeah. It's fire. That's why I said it's only five milligrams. So I'll be oh, yeah, having to use bad. a couple of them. Yeah. There's so many brands. Like, I'm like, one of my favorite like stories is like Saucy. Mm-hmm. With the with with with, with, with the what the girls been able to do with her uh, barbecue sauce test, yeah, what she's been able to do with her, her barbecue sauce, like that's it's, it's barbecue sauce. We eat barbecue sauce. She well, got hot sauce, bro. Yeah, it's yeah, the, the hot sauce. The hot sauce is fire. Okay, I'm gonna try the hot sauce. I'm gonna try the hot sauce. I'm gonna give you some hot sauce today because okay. I got you. Okay. I, I love me some test. So I got her barbecue. I got her hot sauce, and I got her vinaigrette. And the hot sauce is killing the barbecue yeah. sauce. Oh, okay. Now, I'm gonna try that tonight. What I do like to do is mix the two, the barbecue mm. and the hot sauce spicy barbecue. Okay. 
I'm going to boil tonight, so I'm going to try to I'm gonna bring that with me and be like, <laughs> let me put it on the side, you know. Um, but what would you say to someone that's trying to get into the cannabis industry and, and wanting to navigate this? Um, it's, it's a lengthy process. Don't give up. Yeah. It's lengthy. It's costly. But don't give up. The reward is going to be so much bigger than the sacrifice. And I don't, I haven't seen the reward yet, but the, and, and, and when I say I haven't seen the reward, I mean like monetary wise, like the first year, anybody who knows you starting a business early, I mean, starting a business, the early stages of it are going to be hard. People don't know that. Let's tell them well, again. <laughs> the early stages of starting a business are very difficult. Yeah. So be ready to keep your feet planted and don't give up. But I feel like for me, my reward is the smile on my people's face when they yeah. walk through these doors and they see that I'm a black owned woman owned brand doing the thing. When I see my uh, my team, how they respond yeah. to me and how they've been ca- passionate about cannabis their whole lives and to be able to create a lane for them. Yeah. Nobody that works here is not black. Yeah. I create opportunities for my people. Now don't get me wrong, anybody can come work here. Yeah. But you gotta come and you gotta you gotta be with the culture. You, you have to be, be a culture. part of the culture. culture. And I don't mean black culture, I mean the cannabis culture. Yeah. You, you gotta make sure that we pay homage to the folks that still still fighting. Yeah. You know, to get to get still out. Still fighting. You know? But outside of that, um stay resilient, you know, keep your feet planted, don't give up. Um As an entrepreneur you have to love people. You gotta love you, people. Because your, your people get paid first. Because honestly, this right here and another thing that I've learned through this journey is it's not about what you got. It's about the relationships that you have with people. Yeah. I would have, I could have had money and, and, and tried to do this on my own. But if I didn't have the relationships with Fourth Movement and the people in the cannabis industry, I wouldn't have known really what to do. What to do, yeah. Because DCR, BCC, you know, they're not giving you the playbook. Yeah. They're not giving you the playbook. You got to have relationships with yeah. people yeah. in order to really, really make this work. It's the relationships and that you build. It's about a community. The cannabis community is super small. Yeah. You know, I would not have met you. Yeah. You know, it's through community that, that we got to make sure. And here we are working together. You're helping me. I'm helping you. Yep. Yeah, that's how it should be. This is this is this is the only way this is going to work for us. Yeah. If we stay in community, it can't be competition, literally, or we're going to fail. Yeah. So, you know, if 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 anybody out there feels like they want to get in the cannabis industry, don't come in here with that with that attitude like you got to come and be the first and the best and the this and the that. Just come in and do you. Yeah. Just do you. I think that applies to life too. That a lot of things. That applies to life, bro. Yeah. That, applies, that, that absolutely applies. People to get life. scared to be in themselves. Yeah. Yeah. And and <laughs> honestly, that's why people love me cuz yeah. I'm authentic. Yeah. You come in here, I'm going to be the same person yesterday. You watch any of my interviews, I'm the same person. Yep. I don't I'm not ashamed of where I came from and I'm not scared of where I'm going. So what's next? Where are you going? <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to <laughs> keep this going. Um honestly, I would like to open more businesses. I have my nonprofit outside of here. Yeah. So just kind of diving back into that, making sure that you know, my team here is, is well planted and have everything that they need so that I can venture off and do other things. I would like to open up a, more dispensaries under yep. my own brand, um, create my own brand, create my own strain. Yep. Um, yeah. Just, what, what strains do you like? What strains do I like? Like, what would your strain be? 
It would be a sweet hybrid, sexy, yeah. like something super smooth and creamy, like. So sweet on the so sativa no side. Okay, yeah, nah, none of that hard a, stuff. It would be a hybrid. It wouldn't yeah. be no OG that's gonna have you coughing. Mm-hmm. It's gonna, you know, it's gonna give you. It's gonna, you know. I like that. I like how that super sounds. Smooth, creamy, like runty, like you yeah. know, real just smooth. Yeah, like I like that. that. But still gives you a little energy, though. That's why I need yeah. a hybrid, though, so that you know, I'm all about, you know, like. How do I say this without saying it? <laughs> I'm just all about being who you are. Mm-hmm. And I'm a very um, intense, sexual, like, sort of human being. Yep. And that's just who I am. So I would like that to, to sort of come through in my in my strain. So yeah. whatever terps help with arousal, that sort of thing, like, that would sort of be my go-to brand. Like, something that's, you know, gives you a euphoria from the THC, yep. but the terpenes that we introduce would be very much on the sexual side. Got it. Now you're you're very passionate at what you do, and um, I love it. I'm excited to get a tour of your store. Uh, where can people find you? Well, um, you can find me at 2000 South La Cienega. Yep. I'm right by the Kaiser. You can find me on Instagram at Asia's Desk. A J A S underscore. Sorry, I changed my name. It's Asia's turn. We'll put it at the bottom. We'll okay. put it right right down there. Wherever it here is, we'll put it there. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. And then um those are my only handles. I don't really deal with social media. Or you can um follow us at sixty four and hope dot uh or sixty four and hope on Instagram. My bad. I'm not great at this, y'all. Um, you guys are right on the airport run. People who leave the airport, you're going to Hollywood. Absolutely. You're gonna pass yes. past sixty four and hope. Yeah, we made sure that um on We Maps we we um kind of targeted the airport yeah coming from santa monica to downtown right and you can stop melrose got hollywood on lock yeah this is a convenient area you guys are right in the middle of the city uh and and we're right here by the kaiser too so we get a lot of people coming from kaiser that are sick of prescription medics you know Mm -hmm. medicines and stuff like that we get a lot of dads that are about to have kids and, and they I know, definitely was that dad delivery yeah. they, we not help 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 we gotta yeah. figure this out I definitely was that dad like and I was downtown too and I was like yo there's no dispensaries here what am I about to do I had to order from ease but see yeah but nah that's 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 awesome because you guys are it's interesting too because you guys are in an area that is Becoming gentrified Very much and, so um, Very much You so. guys are part of that Gentrification yeah. Which is which it's is awesome Black on this side And then Others on this side. On that side Yeah and that's That's gonna change And I mean do you get a mix Of people that come in here And support Honestly Absolutely I mean You know we get I'm gonna say 35% Like Most of our clientele Is, is others Yeah that's dope. Well, I mean, you got to to Listen, to win. It's only eleven percent of the population. It's not about. It ain't about none of that. I want to make sure you get what you came here for. If you're in pain, we want to make sure you we alleviate that. If you have any anxiety, we want to make sure we alleviate that. Yeah. Just want to come smoke. We got that. But we not just about cannabis here. I mean, smoking here. Yeah. We We're about the cannabis plant as a whole. Yeah. Like very wellness driven. You need. You got any questions as far as cannabis? Anything related to cannabis? Stop by And then before we get off I gotta show this So do y'all think This is a normal cup Right here Shout out to 64 and Hope Wakey bakey It's also An ashtray Cork ashtray Cork ashtray So <laughs> Y'all that uh, Got your little You know Morning coffee 
you can come get some merch from 64 and hope that is uh yes yes make uh, sure you get your your usable. ashtray mugs yeah no thank you this was an awesome episode of the entrepreneur enthusiast we only do a few outside the office but i definitely want to come here because you guys got something to show you've always shown me love here and i want to be able to highlight you in some way to my audience so if you guys come to la come touch down you gotta pass 64 hope to go to hollywood downtown santa monica Beverly anywhere center. you gotta go Beverly center all that and thank you for <laughs> tapping into the entrepreneur enthusiast